everybody. This is an episode of Help Me Be Me, and it's called The Inspired Path. So this is for anyone who's working on a creative project or trying to make a passion project a success. And either you're feeling creatively stuck, or maybe you're getting discouraged by doubts. And I want to dedicate this to Adam for helping me stay on my inspired path. Aw. Um, so this is basically a toolkit for staying inspired. And it's when you're on a path that is forged by you alone. Um, so I'll use a kind of over-the-top visual metaphor just so it'll be more memorable, just in case you don't have a pen handy. Um, so I like to think of this process like a long and winding trail. And at the end of it, there's a beautiful vista point, And it's a mission you really want to achieve. And so you can see it in your head, how beautiful it must be, and you understand what it takes because you know what direction to walk in, and you're going to go for it. So tool number one, what's at the top of that mountain? So I recommend writing this one down, but basically define your aspiration in all of its glory and why. Use this as a reminder for your hike ahead. So know that you didn't choose this passion project by accident. If it's a passion, it's because there's a very real attraction in you, not an arbitrary one. So it's almost like you've looked across this vast ravine and you know there's something worth seeing over there at the top of the mountain across the way. You just know it. So there's a lot of information that has been gathered to give you this instinct. And so don't dismiss it as trivial or unfounded. So whatever it is, write the statement and check yourself against it whenever you get upset because you have a, quote, lack of success or you're feeling frustrated about a lack of progress. This statement is your why. And this it should be your motivation alone. So, for example, uh, maybe you're doing your, – your dream is to be paid for your art. Or maybe it's to help people with your experiences. Those are your measures of success. So if you help one person, that is a success, period. You are doing it because it is in you to want to do this thing. Um, never fear and never end up in frustration because what you are doing is guided by your love. It's a passion project. It has to be fueled by inspiration. So as soon as you get stuck in um, fearful emotions or the pressure to be a success, you are actually making your project uh, polluted in a way. And you're also um, removing your ability to make productive decisions. So only your love can guide this thing. Define that passion and goal in its most basic form and uh, just remind yourself of it as often as you need to. And be grateful and happy of whatever person you help or whatever achievement you make that matches that thing. And don't be angry that it's less than somebody else. Or don't try and judge it based on other metrics like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're the same way, but everyone has that harsh critic inside that's immediately at any sign of a success. It's, it's not that good. Or it'd be better if I did blank. You've got to commit to letting all of those go and just let your why be the measure of your success. 
Okay, tool number two. Take juice breaks. So this process is a long trail, and you need to respect your energy, and uh, it's about endurance. So it should be fun, and it should not be a torment. So allow yourself to feed your passion and treat it like it has to be a sustainable part of your life. It's not good to go all in to the point where you're hating it. It's just about finding a balance. If you're like me, you're impatient. And so it's kind of about maintaining and sustaining your enjoyment of this thing so that you can continue to do it. So it's almost like setting up the proper structure for you to maintain success. And success in this case, because it has an undetermined amount of time, you have to be happy while you're doing this thing. And don't punish yourself for not going fast enough. Focus on what you enjoy about the middle. Enjoy your process as a part of your life. Because it's necessary to stay aware of yourself and your voice. Um, and you have to keep your inspiration fed. So take in things outside of this thing. Inspire yourself. Don't isolate your vision. In other words, don't focus on it too much. So the more you take in from the world, the more you can apply toward your creation. Number three, ignore the people on the tour bus. <laughs> so it sounds weird, but like imagine there's a, a road that's on the top of the mountain. There's like a winding road and there's a giant tour bus with a person on a speakerphone. And they're taking a tour to a different vista. And you can just hear them while you're on your muddy trail, and they're telling you that you're wasting your time and you could have taken a guided tour bus on the main road, uh, what I mean is they are not on your path. Ignore people who try and talk you out of what you're doing. It's Merit is subjective. So it's easy to get discouraged by the opinions of others. It's also easy to get sidetracked and doubt your reasons for having started this in the fir first place. Trust that you are smart and there is a reason you wanted to do this. It's not trivial. If you find yourself starting to believe negative feedback from others or maybe you're at that point where you just can't tell anymore, use this as a golden rule. The most important question you need to answer is do you like it? Do you feel like it's a good idea? You dictate the true value of this pursuit because this thing is a reflection of you and your calling, and your voice. So know that that voice has merit because there are others out there who think just like you. So whatever you like, they will like just as much. Okay, number four. I'm tired and these weeds are itchy. <laughs> so this is like if you're in that place where you need some form of success proof, basically. Like, when you don't have any fireworks or awards to measure your success, it's really tough to feel happy about the work you're doing or enthusiastic about the process. So, if you're on that, if you're low in your uh, cheer meter, I guess, uh, it's usually the catalyst for when you start to get doubts. And those are those kinds of doubts that can really move you backwards. Things like, Maybe it's not good enough, so maybe I shouldn't even do it. Or maybe this wasn't even a good idea to begin with. And if that starts to happen, 
go back to your purpose statement. So reread it to yourself, reread your why. And your purpose is not going to be canceled out by things like, I might not be good at this. It's not a justification for not pursuing this thing. This thing means something to you. And good enough or not, you are going to go for it. You're on this path for a very good reason. So don't mistrust yourself just out of nowhere. Focus on the path ahead. Um, And let go of your expectations. Just focus on your next step. It's about the process. And you are slowing yourself down by paying attention to those thoughts. Okay, number five. How to deal with wild monkeys. (laughs) Um, So imagine you're on a trail and there's a bunch of monkeys in the trees and they're howling at you and making scary sounds. So by, by this I mean dealing with those doubts and insecurities. I know you can't just block them. So instead, familiarize yourself with them and observe them and just keep on walking by. Know that they're up there in the trees and they have, they're going to be calling at you with their intimidating howls and allow them to yell all they want and know that they will not hurt you. They will just yell. Uh, so to take the sting out of it, you can examine the patterns Um, I'm still stuck in my metaphor world, but basically all those voices of doubt and like insecurity that come up, uh, just start to pay attention to the repeated patterns just so, um, if you want to even write a list of like in your journal of monkey barks, (laughs) like whatever those types of things that they're going to say, just kind of expect them and you can almost like observe it from a little bit more distance just because it's going to be kind of a redundant thing. So whatever will come up again and again when you know it's coming, um, it'll just kind of lose its power. And so you can just kind of keep walking without having to glance up. Number six, follow the brightness. Um, And this just is, imagine you're in just a canopy of trees and it's just dark Just follow the tiny little shafts of light peeking through. Just follow the sun. What I mean by this is your best fuel is inspiration. And that's when things come easy and they just flow. So when things aren't flowing, it's because maybe you're being fueled by stress or impatience or it's just being forced. So that's a sign you need to take a step back and just... Look for the bright sun that's peeking through the treetops and follow the path upwards so you can see more beauty. Um, And that is really your greatest path to success is following happiness and beauty. Number seven, uh, when you've hit a dead end. And if you hit a dead end in your path and uh, you're feeling like this was exactly the answer and you've tried again and again and you're not getting any traction... Try looking for opposite kinds of things to climb up, meaning things you would normally not try. A tree, a rock wall, uh, in the non-metaphor sense. I mean, if you get stuck and you don't know where to go with your project, um, take a look at it from opposite schools of thought. So basically try on other people's heads. Imagine them and think, what would so-and-so do with my problem? Picture them going through your process and what they would do next. Even if they're like totally opposite who you are, this process can often lead you to an answer you would not normally arrive upon. Um, And you can also use this as kind of an inspiration 
juice maker. Because if you look at your creation from the vantage point of other people who are different, you can apply uh, what they do, but just through your lens. So just by the nature of recreating what somebody else has done, it will be different because it's coming through you. Um, So never be afraid to adapt uh, the methods of others or the thinking of others into your work. Um, Another resource to try out is read material by good thinkers. So like people who are resourceful and have forged new paths, just search for their methods and their ways of thinking. Just reading interviews, autobiographies, um, just imagining how others uh, behave and solve problems. You can borrow some of their processes. Um, I think when we resist letting go of one answer, we end up shutting off our awareness of other possible ways in. So they're not always where you're looking. Okay, number eight, lost, tired, and losing hope. So maybe you haven't seen any sun in a long time and you're feeling that this is worthless. You haven't had a measure of success in a while and you're just at the point of giving up. So this is a mantra I use all the time. How bad do you want it? This process is totally achievable. So the only question you have to ask yourself is how bad do you want it? If you decided you wanted this thing to happen, you will have it. Just commit to it and it will be so because that's the end result of this path. You're still alive. You didn't run out of options. Those options are infinite. So if you get to that, nothing is happening for me, meh kind of mode, remind yourself you're the catalyst for your success. So the only question you have to ask yourself is how bad do you want it? Do it all the time. Okay, number nine. I almost made the same joke as I made last time, but I saw myself. <clears throat> Sometimes the rain must clear the brush. No, that's a weird one. I'll say it again. Number nine is sometimes rain must clear the brush. Meaning, there if you've just walked up and there's just a giant uh, wall of brush that you just can't make your way through, sometimes you got to wait for a storm to come and just mudslide that stuff away. And what I mean by that is there are outside forces that affect your success. And so sometimes you just have to wait for them to arrive and continue on as you were and then you'll reach your perfect vista so it just means be patient embrace your mission for the sake of it and let go of things that are outside of your control trust that it's on its way it's just sometimes things have to align in the universe around you and so it's just going to take a little bit of time for all of them to get in the right arrangement um the rain will come. <laughs> Number 10, three feet to the top. Sorry, three feet from the top. So this one is basically when you're at that moment that you are about to give up, like you are really done. You've worked so hard for so long and you're feeling like it has made absolutely no difference. You you haven't gotten a breakthrough. You're just at your rope the end of your rope. That is the moment right before you reach success. Just in general, the moment you're about to give up 
is right before you reach success. So your view is completely obscured by growth right now. You can't see where you are. You can't tell how close you are. But whatever you do, don't stop now. You are so close. The more at your wit's end you are, the closer you likely are to achieving success. Number 11. How good is this vista really? And what I mean by that is, say you do finally create your passion project or you think you've created it and you're not sure if it's done yet and you're just kind of standing back and thinking, is this even good? Do I even like this thing? So this vista, just by being experienced by you, is by default a beautiful success. It's a weird blend of metaphor and reality. What I mean is every creation has value just by being allowed to exist by you. Be happy with it regardless of anyone else or their terms for your success uh, or any external measures because it is a feat to create anything at all. And you are brave and beautiful to have pursued it. And it has merit by the nature of the part of you that has been invested in it. So let go of judging its value. The greatest form of an idea is allowing it to exist and giving it form. And that is beautiful. And it's something you achieved. Know that and let the it could be, should be criticisms go. Because this is a passion and the reason to pursue it is something deep inside of you needs to be fulfilled, something greater than what's normal. It doesn't apply to everyday terms. So if you find yourself forgetting what inspired it, just reread your first statement to yourself and know that this thing didn't come out of nowhere. Trust its value. And if you're like me, you might be thinking, ah, but I want the truth of the value. Like you still crave this external answer to where this thing stands. And maybe you want to know, like, how do I judge this conventional value of what I create? I know it's tough when you only have the people who love you giving you feedback because, you know, it's obviously biased. So I will offer this. Your product is you and your voice. If you like something, others will because there are a lot of people out there who think a lot like you. So quite simply, make something you love. And if you love it, others will too. So those are my tools for staying on the inspired path. And in case it isn't evident, know that these topics are coming from things that I need to tell myself and I do tell myself. So if they're helping me, I hope they're also helping you. And um, that's it. If you have any requests, I would love to hear them. So send them my way. And um, to find me, you can visit my website, teaspoonofhappy.com or helpmebeme.com or Sarah may be e e Sarah with an H at me.com is my email. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this and I hope it helped and I will see you at the top. And, uh, as always, don't forget to smile.